Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now, it's time to get to work. Adam, the biggest story in football right now, and especially with the Denver Broncos, is the ongoing Deshaun Watson saga. And we're going to get this out of the way off the top. We both agree that in this scenario, it's okay to not have a take because we don't know. We don't know what happened, and that's okay. So we're not going to speculate. We're just going to let it play out. Investigate every situation. Every incident should be uh, heard, and they should get their say. They should be. They should get heard, but. That's the extent to which I think either one of us is comfortable saying, let it play out. And Deshaun Watson has every right to defend himself because that's what you're forwarded in in this country when someone makes an accusation against you. But we don't know. And I think it's important, especially in this day and age, when it's there's so much immediacy with social media, and being first, it's still okay to not know and to say, I don't know. And we don't. 
Yeah, that's a great point, and I'll I'll echo it just very briefly, uh, and mostly because, like you said, it it is a big story in Denver because the Broncos were linked with Deshaun Watson, as were a few other teams, as places he'd be willing to go in a trade that gets everybody's hopes up. Now that's the conversation, and then you get something like this that comes out, and the best thing that we can do is step back and say, okay, well, until we know what really is going to happen, until we have some idea of uh, any of the facts that might be out there until until something is more concrete, right? There's nothing is solid at this point. It's like we're trying to walk on water here, and we can't. So it's better to just wait. And I've I've got nothing but time. And and quite frankly, if you look at what the Broncos have been doing, there are other things for us to talk about. There are other things for us to focus on. And to me, that's the best part of what's going on right now for this franchise for the Denver Broncos and for the fans of the Denver Broncos is that we, we don't have to pin our hopes on something that we're really quite frankly, never probably ever going to know everything about. And we don't have to sit and, and kind of, you know, chew on our fingernails and be nervous about something going down that might end up impacting the franchise moving forward and, and hurting the team and this, that, and the other. Because George Payton has done a pretty good job in free agency. I think it's fair to say that uh, while there was a moment of, of concern over the slowness of his movements, once he got rolling, it was as if a giant boulder was chasing Indiana Jones through some sort of maze because he he really started running through and, and making some big moves. Moves that we talked about already. Things that happened before the last time we recorded, and we record on Tuesday nights, uh, Tuesday afternoons, depending on what's going on. It's a Tuesday night for us this time. And and we've got more news to talk about, which is great. And so let's do that. Let's jump into the Broncos news that is actually Broncos news. And the thing that happened after we recorded last week uh, that we didn't get to talk about, and we'll jump on that right away, is the Kyle Fuller news. Uh, and the fact that the Bears did finally release him right it was sort of took a little while because they dragged their feet on it a little bit and the worst kept secret in the nfl to this point kyle fuller wanted to play for vic fangio lo and behold look who's signing in denver and the fact that that move even happened i don't even think it was on anyone's radar so when brad biggs announced on wednesday that this was going to be a possibility when i cheated on you and did the cover two podcast with Joe so, Rolls. It was so terrible. Our, our dream was to get Kyle Fuller. We, I mean, as you said, it's, it's the worst kept secret. Like Kyle Fuller wanted to play for Vic Fangio if he had the opportunity to, and I'll get into why here in a second, but no one knew or thought that that was going to happen. And the fact that Kyle Fuller got released, I think the Bears were trying to get some sort of trade, so they at least got something. But as soon as that report came out from Brad Biggs, it was like, no, we'll stare down with you because we're a statue. We're not going to do anything until you release him. We don't need to do anything. You do. It didn't work out. I mean, just an incredible move. So now you have... Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan, and Kyle Fuller. That is a hell of a cornerback group. It ain't and he's throwing Michael Ojemudier and Isang Bassey. Now that takes the pressure off of Ojemudier and Bassey. 
it pushes them down on the roster a little bit. And now you have three guys who I think are a great fit, two of them who have played in Vic Fangio's defense, and we know they're a fit. And Vic Fangio obviously liked Ronald Darby. But in terms of why Kyle Fuller wanted to play for Vic Fangio, it's his 2018 season. That was the last season that Vic Fangio was the defensive coordinator for the Bears. In that season, Fuller had 55 tackles, 21 passes defended, and seven interceptions. His passes defended led the NFL, and he tied for the lead, the league lead in picks. That was a tongue twister. Always that is. was enough to earn Fuller first team all pro and a Pro Bowl selection. You know, if he's able to if he's able to recreate that 2018 season, hell yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly where I was going. If he can, if he can get even even half of that, and and I'm looking specifically at the interceptions on this. The the big issue with the Broncos recently has been a lack of forced turnovers. They have not been a defense. While they've been a good defense, right? They have been uh, solid in the red zone, and we've talked about that before. Number one defense in the red zone in 2020, which means that they've got a very good bend but don't break sort of uh, you know ability there. But the, those interceptions that you brought up, those seven interceptions, that gets me excited because one of the things that defenses can do to help an offense, even a struggling offense, is force turnovers and put their offense in short field situations that allows for them to not have to go 93 yards or, uh, you know, 85 yards. Instead, you can go 45 yards. You can go 55 yards. Those are the kinds of things that turnovers can do for a team. They can make the offense better, which is exactly what the Broncos need. The Broncos need a defense that is going to make their offense better. And Kyle Fuller, as you've said, uh, has the ability to do that. And if he can recapture what he did with Vic Fangio in Chicago, uh, I like it. Sign me up. Let's do it. And on top of that, you you mentioned Michael Ojemudia and Isang Bassey, and you also mentioned Bryce Callahan. The other thing I like about this is the depth that it gives because you know you're going to have injuries. And I, I hate to say this about Bryce Callahan, and I, I don't want to make this a he's – he's injury prone type of comment, but he's injury prone. That's the comment. So it is nice to have that kind of depth, knowing that you've got a young guy and especially an Ojemudier who I think had his moments uh, as a rookie where he showed he could, he can do it, but he also had his moments as a rookie where you go, okay, that's a rookie another year under his belt, uh, not having to worry about starting, but maybe some spot starts here and there, depending on health. That's the that's the kind of thing that's going to make Ojemudie and Isang Bassi better because they're not going to be feeling that pressure of oh my gosh I'm I'm a starting cornerback in the NFL even though I probably don't have the skill set to be a starting cornerback quite yet or I don't have the experience maybe well, however you want to say it that, that that takes the pressure off that makes them better relieve a little pressure makes them better makes the defense better and and. Seriously, weren't there reports? I think there were reports of before Kyle Fuller was was officially released, he was already in Denver at the airport. I feel like I saw reports. Of, I saw Kyle Fuller at the airport. Are you sure? Yep, they signed him. Oh, okay. I probably was. I don't know. And right after that move was announced, this is on Sunday, Broncos punt returner Deontay Spencer 
a.k.a. God peed. He tweeted, one more piece to the puzzle. We get 22 back. I'm not taking my helmet off the whole game. Punt return alert. So for those who don't know, he's basically saying he ain't taking his helmet off because he's going to be turning punts the whole game. That's if they did what we thought I brought up to you last week. They bring back safety Kareem Jackson. And on Tuesday, lo and behold, they added that piece back, and Kareem Jackson signed a contract with the Denver Broncos. Everything's coming up defense here, and I'm okay with that. Like It feels really good to know that everything's coming up defense. And I think the thing that was most disappointing about Kareem Jackson not being brought back or not, not you know, th- that whole situation was knowing that a he plays really well in Vic Fangio's system, which is is nice to have, right? B he and uh, Justin Simmons had really sort of become one of the best safety tandems in the NFL. They they were top two or three if you want to sort of start to you know kind of rank them out. They were at least top two or three, and then you you get Justin Simmons that long-term contract, knowing that the age of Kareem Jackson is going to be a factor here, you, you kind of wanted to see him one more year. You wanted to see that uh, that duo again. And then, obviously, they, they, they cut him because of, of cap space issues, and they don't want to pick up the big contract. He got an opportunity to go test the free agent market. Whatever the market was, it, it didn't it didn't get him to leave Denver. There wasn't anything there that made him want to leave. It really makes me wonder... And, and I'm sure that we'll hear more about this moving forward. It makes me wonder if, if George Payton said to him, look, go test the market. Go see what you can find. You find something better, take it. If not, we're here for you. Because that seems to be the type of GM that he is. It's what he did with Philip Lindsay, right? I mean, we, we can uh, talk a little bit about the departure of Philip Lindsay here uh, as well. It was go see what you can find, right? We'll, we'll give you your release. If, if nothing works out, we'll throw you a few hundred thousand dollars, whatever. It's fine. It's totally cool. That seems to be like what he did with Kareem Jackson here. And I like it. I like the way he has handled the free agency period because there is a clear focus in what he wants to address. And the Denver Broncos have gone about creating a defense on paper that is I'm not going to say Super Bowl caliber, but certainly playoff caliber, right? I'm not I'm not going to put anybody in that stratosphere yet, but they are certainly a defense that you could see potentially carrying a team to the playoffs and 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 making some noise in those playoffs because anything can happen at that point. I, I like it. I like the thought process because we all know weapons-wise on offense, they've already got all the weapons. So, you know, that's already taken care of. I think one of the other issues with Kareem Jackson – is he saw what George Payton did, brought back Von Miller, brought back Shelby Harris, extended Justin Simmons, signed Ronald Darby, signed Kyle Fuller. He wanted to be a piece of that puzzle because he can be a key piece to that now has the potential to be a very, very, very good defense. I mean, a very, 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 very good defense. You might have missed a very in there. I'm just saying there could have been have. one more. It's okay. It's hard to count. I could have thrown it. I, I, was tr- I wasn't trying to be like Larry David, but I kind of was with the varies. But the thing is now, the Broncos are legitimately a quarterback away. And we have been saying that before all these moves. Now this is even more compounded 
that they are a legitimate quarterback away. Whether you feel that's Drew Locke, whether you're still on the Deshaun Watson train or not, or trading up at number nine to get a rookie quarterback. I think in that situation, you're still a quarterback away because I don't know if you can rely on a rookie quarterback unless it's Trevor Lawrence. And you never know with Urban Meyer, maybe he goes with Justin Fields since he was at Ohio State. No. No. <laughs> let's 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 put let's that say one to it bed. Does happen. <laughs> let's let, let's say Urban Meyer does take Justin Fields at number one. Sure. If you're George Pay or any any team in the league, maybe except the Bills and the Chiefs, are you are you calling for that number two pick? I, it's, you know what? I think that the list of teams that are not calling is a lot shorter uh, than the list of teams that are. And it would be much easier to, to you know, sort of list those teams because obviously uh, you you are certainly calling and saying, hey, uh, you know, you really like Sam Darnold, right? So how about <laughs> – but I, I don't think the Jets would I – mean, Even would, the Jets couldn't screw that No, up. the Jets would say, no, thank you. Uh, will be drafting Trevor Lawrence, but Sam Darnold's available in a trade if you want him. <laughs> There's certainly some things you could do there. I, I don't think that even Urban Meyer could talk himself out of drafting Trevor Lawrence. And I'm not, I'm not a draft geek. Like I'm not one of those those people that follows the draft. I usually pick one draft crush, and, and that's that's who I pine after uh, for an entire draft, and then I'm disappointed when. That's not the guy when the Broncos pick. I don't have that draft crush right now. I will say that. Uh, I, I had some leanings toward, towards Micah Parsons earlier. I'm sort of off that a little bit now and not quite sure what direction to go. But that that really is something that Urban Meyer – Trevor Lawrence is – Trevor Lawrence is, at least draft grade-wise, I think he's in the John Elway, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning stratosphere where you go, that's a surefire guy, and if you don't draft him, you're an idiot, which I don't think Urban Meyer's an idiot. I don't like the guy, but I don't think he's an idiot. In terms of the college game, I think I've made the, the joke on this podcast. I have other places. I can't watch college football because I want to stay married. <laughs> It's tough. Well, you guys, you guys go to CU games sometimes, so that helps, right? That's Occasionally, how you, that's how you that's how you get your Saturday fix. Is you're like, hey, I got tickets. You want to go to a football game? Hmm? And then you that's how you that's finagle it. That's it. That's, that's basically my only my only chance to watch college football because I mean I'm so invested in the Broncos and the NFL. I can't pick. really watch college football yeah, you, you and be an expert pick. on it. Totally understandable. You got to pick. Um, you know, we should probably mention a couple of things here as well uh, in in sort of in terms of departures for the Broncos before we before because you know we're gonna but before we jump into some draft stuff here, um, there were a couple of Broncos that uh, made their way out to Chicago. I should probably go visit and say hello, uh, make sure that they know I'm around if they need anything. Uh, you know. Point, to, point them in the right direction, good restaurants. Check out Lou Malnati's Pizzeria. Maybe hit up Cortino's downtown. It's a great, great Italian restaurant. Uh, you know, stuff like that. But anyway, uh, Elijah Wilkins, Wilkinson, off to Chicago. Jeremiah Tachu, off to Chicago. So a couple of guys who, uh, not starters by any means, at least not necessarily all the time starters, but guys who contributed 
because of injury. Guys who added depth to the Broncos roster uh, have now both find them they find themselves moving on and and not necessarily greener pastures, but but bigger opportunities, perhaps chances to start. Uh, and, and you know, these are the kinds of guys you kind of you wish them well and say you know good luck. I hope you find some success. And that makes Calvin Anderson now the swing tackle for the Broncos. And obviously there's going to be a lot of talk about what to do with that number nine pick. And do they look at tackle? I I think the big question aside from quarterback is right tackle and Juwan James, whether or not he's going to be able to be the guy that John Elway, Mike Munchak and the Broncos thought he could be when they signed him from the dolphins a couple of years ago. And I think the thing that is in his favor is he's going to be completely healthy and we're not going to get into the opt-out stuff. We both think that he made the decision that was best for him and his family and why he didn't play in the 2020 season. So there's no need to rehash that, but he's going to be completely healthy. And I, I found it interesting that when Von Miller, when the Broncos picked up his contract option, Juwan James tweeted, it's great for me because I get to go against the best in the league at, at during practice. So I think there should be the expectation, but also you can have a little bit of anticipation that he's going to be what they think he can be. And I think that that what ties into that is Mike Munchak. Absolutely. Now I will say, I, I, I don't know if you noticed, I heard a faint drum beat in the background as you were talking and it sounded like the tackle bros were, were beating some drums. And I, I have a feeling uh, much like last last season in the in the draft and, and in other seasons, the tackle bros, the drumbeat of the tackle bros will grow and grow as we get closer and closer to draft day. Uh, and I'm not sure that it's actually the wrong direction to go for this team. I, I don't I don't really know. And again, I'll say it again. I don't have my draft crush yet. So tackle bros. I do. I have a draft I have a draft crush. I, I, I'm just I'm just I'm putting it out there for the tackle bros. Woo me, right? Tell me, tell me why I should like your guy. Tell me why I should want a tackle at nine uh, in this draft or why I should trade back and, and get more value for the tackle we pick at whatever, 14 or 22 or however you want to do it. Go ahead. Give me some reasons. I'll jump in. I'll be a, I can be a tackle bro for a, for a draft. I don't care. I'm very, I'm, I'm very, I'm the essence of water when it comes to the draft uh, right up until I find my crush. And then that's all I want. Roquan Smith. That's all I want. I will say the piece that I think could be a lot of fun in this offense, Najee Harris. And I get it. He's a running back. You're probably not going to pick him at nine because just look at what the Cowboys has happened to the Cowboys since they've given that contract extension to Ezekiel Elliott. Not to say Ezekiel Elliott isn't a great running back, but he Najee didn't, Harris he's not the one who broke offense, Dak Prescott's ankle either. So we don't want to blame him for that. But uh, Najee Harris in this offense, that could be a lot of – I mean, I get it. Pat Shermer's still the offensive coordinator, and those who listen to our podcast to preview free agency with Cecil Lammy, Cecil made it abundantly clear how he feels about Pat Shermer. Not a fan. I think I think most Broncos fans aren't. It's not so, been a good – it's not been a good first impression. Let's just put it that way. But I, I think even Pat Shermer couldn't screw up having Najee Harris. Ooh, did you hear that? Offense. I feel like someone just said challenge accepted. That makes me nervous as well. 
So depending on what they do at nine, they could trade up, they could trade down, they could stay put. I think what is interesting now is there is a lot of talk about they needed to draft a cornerback. Well, that need is now gone because they have Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby. Obviously, just like edge, you can't have enough depth at cornerback or at edge. But as we mentioned earlier, they have Bassey and Ojemudier. So that's now five cornerbacks who can legitimately play in the National Football League. I think the tackle bros are going to be a little bit quieter this year because Garrett Bowles has turned into one of the better tackles in football, something that I got way, way, way wrong, and I'm – you me can too. hold it against me. Yep, me too. I missed on that. You know what? And good for him, right? And that's why – we always say that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so happy he pr- – I think I feel like we did at least say, I hope he proves me wrong because that, that is – Oh, sort we of, did. That is cer- certainly our MO. Like we, You can say that we hate Drew Locke if you want, but I think both of us will tell you if, if Drew Locke is the starter on, on day one for the Denver Broncos, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he proves that he's the, the, the next guy up and, and going to be the franchise and all those things. I hope he proves me wrong. If that's the direction the Broncos choose to go, he will he will get my full throated support for as long as I can handle rooting for him until eventually uh, it, it shows that it's not going to work out. But I hope he proves me wrong. And we did the same thing with Garrett Bowles, and so I'm happy for him. And I think that what you're what you're getting at there, and I really like this, is that the strength of Garrett Bowles makes the Broncos totally unpredictable in the draft, and. As we were sitting here and I'm, I was listening to you, a name popped into my head, and I'd be curious what you think of it. This is certainly not our draft preview. We'll we'll get Trevor on to talk about barbecue uh, and and the Game of Thrones here uh, in a couple of weeks. But actually, guys who know what they're talking yeah, about yeah, when real, it comes to college real, football, real college football, no know it alls, right? But the name that that kicked into my head there as we as you were talking was Kyle Pitts, and I, I don't know why. Because the Broncos have Noah Fant. They have Akwegbunam or Akuibunam. I don't know. Somebody tell me how to say it because there seems like there's Albert two Alberto. Alberto is fine. But he's coming off injury. And when you're freak like Kyle Pitts, like when you are that kind of athlete, if he's there at nine, is there a reason you don't pick him? Now, this is going to, this isn't meant to be cringeworthy because of what happened after and even while he was playing. But remember what that New England Patriots offense was like when it had Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. That offense was insane. Now, obviously, one of their tight ends went legitimately insane. We don't need to get into that. But that could be what you have if you go that route. Whether they do, I don't know. I I mean, it's intriguing. You, I mean, you add even more pieces. I mean, you have Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, who they put a second-round tender on, so he'll be back. K.J. Hamler. You mentioned Noah Fant. You mentioned Albert O. Melvin Gordon. You, you know, it, it's, it is a the, – the reason it, it, it comes up, though, is – at what point is somebody such a freak, right? And and a and I say freak in such a good way with such admiration. At what point is LeBron somebody, James freak? Like right, he like, he's legit. Like just, when you saw LeBron James in high school, 
You knew yes. he was a freak. At what point do you go, I, I know I don't need this, but I'm going to take it home with me anyway. I'm going to buy this car even though I don't need it. I, I don't need this refrigerator, but I love that I can see through the door and that it'll tell me what to buy at the store and that it makes ice cubes that are balls. I'm going to buy this $20,000 refrigerator even though I don't need it. At what point it was do you like do me, that? It was like me and Blackhawk when we're at the Monarch Buffet and I have my third plate and I tell myself, I don't need this fourth plate, but I'm going to eat it anyway. I'm going to take it home with me because I, de- I deserve it. And it, wh- at what point do you think, I have, I have the ability to take this luxury with me, so I'm going to do that. And at what point does the luxury make it to so that you don't have a choice. Like you have to pick this, this guy because he's that good. Now I'm not saying that Kyle Pitts is that good. I'm not saying that he is the, like the second coming, right? I don't want to do that. But every time you see him work out, every time you see tape on him, he's legitimately destroying people. And so I'm, I'm intrigued. I, again, I don't have my crush yet. Go ahead. Tell me why he should be my crush. I'm I am actually actively uh, asking for suitors. Like, go ahead and tell me why I should want your guy as the number one pick for the Broncos in the the number nine pick, I suppose, in the 2021 draft. I'm listening. I'm all ears. You know, give me a reason to fall in love with somebody. I want it. That's what I need right now. I think the thing that makes it exciting is it frees up everything in the draft for George Payton and this franchise because of what he's done in free agency. And the thing that's interesting, and there was some talk about this in our MHR Slack channel, where do you give George Payton the credit for making the moves that he has made, or is it, well, it's moves that we all would have made, so get the quarterback fixed. And to me, it's just like with a great athlete. Think about Champ Bailey. When you watched Champ Bailey, he made it look so easy. Great general managers do the same thing. They make it look easy. When you're great at your job, you make it look easy. So it comes across that way. Like, oh, wow, how is he doing that? He makes it look easy. So, yes, they are moves that we all would have made, but you still have to go out and make them. So when you when you started off the show saying that he's done pretty well, I think he has an A, at least an A, with what he has done in this free agency. He has made great moves that have made his defense even better. So to me, he's he has done a great job, and I think it's opened up so much for what they can do now heading into the draft. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.